0: Welcome back to Bible study, Jonah chapter one with my friend, John and Derek. It's good to see you back here. And we are going to drill further into chapter one of Jonah. I remember when we started Isaiah, it was, we had no idea how it was going to flow. And we found that we were spending weeks on the first few verses of Isaiah. But I don't don't anticipate the same here, but there are some some absolute gems within this uh, passage. So I'm going to read it and Derek will pray. I'll just read the first few verses. Jonah chapter one, verse one. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai saying, arise, go to Nineveh
1: Lord, thank you that we can come together around your Word, and we thank you especially for the book of Jonah, which is such an awesome uh, revelation of your love and also a, a prefigurement of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for just speaking to each one of our hearts today. And Holy Spirit, you be the one who makes the Word come alive. We ask you to do that with us today, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay. Often, what we find is that we there's something from the previous week that we we want to just unpack a little more. So I want to try that first with with John because we were talking, you know, about um, what was motivating Jonah in terms of his relationship with the Lord. And there, there, obviously, there were conflicts going on but also this grand stepping out of, um, of taking the gospel to the Gentiles, which conceptually was a massive leap. Yes. And, and it sort of has a parallel and um, I, I see, and I'm quite simple. So I see the place Joppa in our scripture here and I think of Peter, Peter just, yes. uh, let's just uh, have, cover that and then we'll, we're going to talk about Tarshish. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: it, it, it definitely, well, it doesn't prefigure the gospel because the gospel has existed since the foundation of the earth. But it, it, it prefigures it in the sense of the way it's being revealed to the world and the way that we're now able to understand it. Um, but poor old Jonah, you know, he he does get a bad press. He, we we we're so simplistic in our judgment of this man. But he was a man just like we are. And and if you place yourself in in Jonah's shoes in 800 BC, somewhere around there, um, where he's where he's living in Israel. And he's walking with the Lord. He, you know, one suspects he was a teacher uh, with a prophetic ministry. And so he was well known and he was communing with the Lord. And suddenly he gets this instruction. He's probably asleep. And the Lord says to him, wake up, arise and go to Nineveh. And he thinks, well, one could almost produce an expletive. <laughs> you know, you can imagine how he must have felt. And, and he might have thought, is that you, Lord? Is that my imagination? And all this time, you know, this this sense of, of purpose is coming upon him and he's terrified. He's terrified. Why is he terrified? Because he's being sent to the Gentile world. This, this contradicts everything he knows about God and Israel and 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 the relationship between God and Israel that he's grown up with. The Again,
0: Gent- as we often do, there's a challenge for us today. You know, to go to the so-called yeah. Gentile world, or the unchurched world, yeah, knock right. on doors, and it is quite it is. scary.
2: Thing, it's quite it is. It's quite scary. And 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 he he he. This is what he's being told to do now. As as far as we know, it's not recorded. As far as we. No, no other prophet before before Jonah has been asked to do this and and none after him before Jesus and then Peter and Paul um, had had been asked to do it. So this is quite dramatic. This is dramatic. But not only is it dramatic in terms of him stepping out to go there, he knows that all of Israel, certainly those surrounding him, those believing uh, people uh, surrounding him and and the religious leadership, are not going to understand. And they might even cut him off. See it as a blasphemous act, a treacherous, traitorous act, if you like, against the God of Israel. So he is in a very difficult place, and he does what lots
0: of people do: he runs from it. He runs from it. The amazing thing about the scriptures is that we, you know, of course, be separate, be as a holy people, separate from these surrounding nations, and yet um, woven into the scriptures, it is Gentiles appear. And in the line of Jesus, thing, things are happening. So, you know, the caricature of the Bible as as to being some sort of prejudice against anyone who isn't Jewish is not correct. Mm. It, it's just see, so see what. Well, Genesis was. 12. Yeah. Abraham, yes,
1: is promised, I will bless you, but also I will make you a blessing. Yeah. So it was always God's wanting wanted them to be holy, but also wanted them to be the communicators of. Of God's truth beyond their borders, yeah. and um, but but the Israelite mindset tended to just be focused. We are the holy people of God, and they're
0: dogs, and so they were, uh, that kind of got in a bit. Mm. So now we we're going we're going to sort of uncover, and the wonderful thing about Bible study is that, that there are nuggets within the verses uh, where you know that don't that seem completely counterintuitive and that uh, but then there's a significance that sort of spans well beyond the story and i think um uh well i know that uh derek is a scholar on some of these these detailed areas of scripture so uh, we don't want to just wave back, <laughs> not chapter one away and go into chapter two without talking about um this place tarshish where jonah wanted to go in disobedience. I mean,
1: it yes, difficulty. I mean it's it's almost amusing because God says, Arise, go to Nineveh, which is what, over five hundred miles northeast. Yeah. And and it seems like Jonah's obeying. He says, but Jonah arose, you know, so he set himself to, to take action, but instead he goes exactly practically exactly the opposite direction, which is, you know, to the to the west. So it's almost like Jonah <laughs> that's the last thing he wants to do for various reasons and so what does he do he he f- travels away it says from the presence of the lord he flees really to the from the presence of the lord i i guess the presence of god is associated with the temple in israel so he he wants to he, he the idea is, if I get, if I just kind of resign my commission, mm-hmm. go as far away as possible, God will leave me alone, and He See, won't. See, I find ask it strange. I, I, thing,
0: I find it strange. picking up on this point about him, him not really wanting to go to the Gentiles, so to speak, but yet he goes even in a, even a more distance. Um, but but king. yes,
1: but it, it's, of course, it has. There's particular reasons with Assyria because Assyria yeah. is viciously cruel. Right. Um, it was well known for its cruelty, you know, and in fact you can see pictures of that in the British Museum yeah. Where they literally, they reigned by terror Because they couldn't afford to garrison all the cities they conquered. They, they, they literally created terror So once they captured a city, they would for instance peg the people to the ground and skin them alive <laughs> would be one thing and then hang the skins on the wall Another thing they invented was, was they would put a stake through your chest and then you'd be stained. A bit like impaled, that's it. A bit like an early form of crucifixion, I suppose. Um, that, you know, and a lot of horrific stuff mm. that, that they were well known for.
0: And, so, and it's saying the cry the Lord heard, as it were, something yeah. rose up you know, and reached the Lord's ear, as it yeah. were. And and part of it, probably, he, he,
1: yes, it's the last place he would have wanted to go to, but also because I think he knew that that God was warning Israel, if they didn't repent, God was going to use Assyria mm. as as an instrument of judgment on them. Yeah. So he was wanting Israel to to be destroyed, right. because that would be a major threat removed from Israel. So in a way, he's very nationalistic. But he put his national, and nationalism, you know, is, is good in its place, uh, but in a sense that was more important to him perhaps than the will of God. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I, I, I think we have to humble ourselves before God, and uh, Jonah had to learn this, that certain things are above our paid grade, yeah. you know. It, it wasn't for Jonah to question God. <laughs> God, you're getting this wrong. This isn't the right thing to do. You know, it's not for us to to play that game. Mm-hmm. If God says it, we do it, mm-hmm. um, even if it doesn't really fit with our ration, okay. rationalisation. So
0: let's let's start by putting into, as we did last week, um, and we ranged quite widely, but put into context the the ge- geography. Or, you know, that. Uh, and I suppose the, uh, the culture of the time was these Phoenicians traveling out, trading from Tyre to distant yes. lands to pick up their, you know, materials.
1: They, they, were the master, they were the master traders of, of the time. Yeah. And, we, and there are a number of verses on Tarshish in the Bible. It, it okay. plays a role. Um, this Jonah verse is a key verse. because it's clear that what Jonah wants to do is get as far away from the presence of God as possible. So the first clue in deciding what Tarshish is, to the people living at that time, it had to be the furthest, most remote location that they knew, and clearly to the west, because they were going from Joppa. So it wasn't to the east, it was to the west. And you have to ask, what was the furthest known location at that time? My thesis is, what I believe, is that it is it is United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Corn- Cornwall in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, that That is Tarshish. Now if you read most of the books, people just trot out the usual thing, it's somewhere in Spain. You know, because yeah, yeah. that's the western side of the Mediterranean. Yeah. Um, but actually, all the evidence, as far as I can see, says that it is the United Kingdom. And the reason why it's interesting to discuss this is because Tarshish figures into some end-time prophecies. So if it is the United Kingdom, it is actually telling us something about us in our situation right now. But one reason is Spain wasn't the the greatest, uh, the furthest point, but the United Kingdom was. Mm -hmm. You had to go through the Straits of... And
0: in those days then, uh, 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 and I mean we know that our... Our culture goes back thousands of years it, it, here in, in the, in the British, what I call the British Isles, but the United Kingdom. Really. Um, it, it's we know that, but is there is there evidence of of the Phoenicians visiting Britain? Uh,
1: yes, I think it's established that the Phoenicians, who were the master traders, they actually for a long time were the only ones really who knew how to get to the United Kingdom because it wasn't easy. Mm. Um, but we know it because of through tin and I think we need to g- okay. point out Ezekiel 27 yeah this is a prophecy against Tyre uh, because Tyre was the major base for the Phoenician traders okay and um, which is in present-day Lebanon yeah and how
2: much of it do we need to just read? verse 12 do you want to read it John um, if you if yes you I would, we'll it. do for now Tarshish yep. was your merchant because of your many luxury goods they gave you silver iron tin Cornwall and lead for your goods mm. and
1: it's the key the key here is that um, these metal all these metals can be found um, in Britain but the thing is tin is very hard to find tin was very important for instance in the we talk about the Bronze Age you need tin to be combined with copper and yes copper might well have been mined in Spain but tin really the main source for tin and in ancient Wales, by times. The way. Copper is quite strong in Wales. Wales. Um, and there's tin in Wales too. But the, the main ancient source uh, for tin is the United Kingdom. And any Bronze Age artifacts that they found using isotopes, they've actually um, located it to the tin that came from Cornwall. So that tells us that that the United Kingdom was known. Some people say, "Oh, nobody even knew it existed." That's not true. We know for sure that the Phoenicians would have traded, even back in the Bronze Age. Let alone 800 BC, um, they would so have that,
0: traded. Uh, for me, is it, it is. I, I hope it is also for the viewers. I mean, it's a fascinating insight. It, it really is, and and. Of course, that we can talk about end times prophecies, but there, there was also a prophecy against Tyre, which was exactly fulfilled. Fulfilled, fulfilled. Um, with the, the Nebuchadnezzar, you know, when he he literally threw it into the sea. And Alexander the Great. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that is you know, the, the Bible should be taken seriously. The Phoenicians
1: kept it secret for a time and eventually the Romans fa- found out from the Phoenicians. Yeah. But for instance, even when Solomon sent ships to Tyre, right, he had to do it with the, with the Phoenician help. Right. If, well, you can read right. about that. Yeah. And, and, um, but the round trip from, from in Solomon's time, it was a round trip, not a direct trip, but they would trade and collect stuff en route It's just thrown me into
0: my childhood to a poem called Cargoes that said, Quincarim of Nineveh from distant Ophir rowing home to Palestine. It's like rowing home to Haven in sunny Palestine with a cargo of sandalwood, cedarwood and sweet white wine or something. I I mean, (laughs) this is the name of the game, wasn't it? Trading. Yeah. With, with a cargo um, of apes and peacocks, sandalwood, cedarwood, and sweet white wine. Um, it even mentions Nineveh in there, I just, I've only <laughs> just thought of that. But it, it, it was, um, the, the Phoenicians w- were very, very wealthy, weren't they? They, they commanded yeah. the seas. I mean, tin was, was quite hard to get, and that's why. So you get
1: this phrase, ships of Tarshish, all right? Yes. These are very specially constructed ships. We would call them
0: ocean... you say we get the phrase, where's the phrase? Oh they're in the Bible. Yeah, okay. Um, We'll
1: find it. You know, the ships of Tarshish. Oh, by the the way, we don't don't have Ian,
0: Uh, Ian would immediately find, you know, on his iPad, you know, those verses. And it doesn't
1: actually mean that they were built in Tarshish.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But they were ships, or even that they always went to Tarshish necessarily, but they were ships that were able to handle the Atlantic Ocean for example. Mm. They, they, they were ships that could handle long sea voyages. Yeah. And so they were specially constructed ships and they were called ships of Tarshish mm. because it needed more than the normal type of vessel to actually make that journey. So we're not talking about Spain. Mm. We're talking about something
0: beyond Spain, beyond because the gates Spain, of Spain Gibraltar. Spain is basically just going around The islands, obviously the Mediterranean Mediterranean can can kick up a fuss, but the Bay of Biscay is another ball game.
1: Going out through the the Straits of of Gibraltar, you say you're in a different ball game, as you say. Mm -hmm. And so some people would say, and and so it needed, it's it's more than Spain, it's somewhere beyond, and we know that they knew about the British Isles. Mm. In fact, the Greeks, you know, this is 400 BC. They knew that the tin came from somewhere at the ends of the earth, but the Phoenicians actually kept it quite secret because they they had the monopoly, you see. Mm. Uh, And they knew it was a long journey and that's why you need these special ships of Tyre. Mm. And that's why Solomon's round journey was three years, Mm. you see, so we're not talking about, we're talking about the furthest possible point. And the other reason it can't be Spain actually, an interesting uh, quote here from an Assyrian king that followed after Sennacherib called Ezahadom, mm. he, he claims all the kings from the islands amidst the sea from the, from the country Cyprus, he has a fancy name but it's Cyprus, which is an island, mm. as far as Tarshish. So here he describes Tarshish as an island further west of Greece. And, and it says, they all bow to my feet and I receive their tribute. So he claims the, he, he, this Tarshish is an island. Mm. So I, all the evidence, the tin, the, the fact that it, Jonah went as far as possible, what is the furthest possible point? Well, obviously they didn't go to America. Um, it has to be the United Kingdom. Mm. So the, the, uh, what, what, it's kind of become a
0: tradition that it's Spain. But, um, but that's the, best, speculation. the best evidence yes. is and There is tin in Spain, but it isn't primarily Not known, really. known. Not really. No, is there none? I don't no. think so. Um, I just think there's another scripture that talks about the Isles afar far off. And Lance Lambert always used to say, well, you know, that, that fits. Yes. But this yes. is much more specific. Yes. Um, but when it said the ships of Tarshish, are we saying they could even have been built in Tarshish? Yeah. No, no. Uh, They're the, just but, the ships know,
1: going to Tarshish. Um, I think it's correct. Uh, for instance, when we started trading, uh, let's say, with India and mm. the East, uh, we would call ships "India men."
0: That's true. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. So, my so their
1: origin was the the initial reason for these ships was to get to Tashish. Because of the tin. That was so valuable and so essential that they they needed this tin. So they built these special ships called ships of Tarshish. But later this term got to be used for any ocean going vessel. You know, if you if you're gonna do a big trip, say to India or or go around the the Cape, you you would would need you'd need a ship of Tarshish. Doesn't mean you're necessarily going to Tarshish.
0: So the question now is I I, I know that there there are there is a relevance in end time prophecy. What is the relevance for Jonah first of going to Tarshish? Why? Just because it's the furthest place we're told
1: away from the presence of the Lord. Yes. So he wants to get as far away, out of reach. Yeah. Now I, I know he probably knew as a prophet he couldn't really get away from God, but psychologically he's thinking if i can just what does that say
0: of, of reach okay put it this way around what does it say of tarshish <laughs> <laughs> you know if if that's the place to be away from the presence of god well i see it in physical terms okay uh,
1: myself yeah. okay okay but um yeah you you might okay. say maybe that we, we were
0: something. very backslidden in those john places. john what do you think of this <laughs> thesis yeah i'm fascinated
2: yeah. and i think i think that that link to tin yeah. is is, is a powerful
0: argument because It's not Britannia conclusive in but the it's name a of powerful Britain. argument it's tin. i may be completely mm. simplifying but i think there is something even in in our name the greeks call it the, the tin isles the tin isles we were we
1: were actually known
0: as the tin isles
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah i just said it's very interesting
1: because tin was quite very rare and very expensive and that's why it was although it was a horrendous journey for them to get there it was
0: well worth it yeah. so for uh, me on face value that the Bible is not just a, li- a little, you know, collection of stories by a nomadic tribe somewhere, you know, that we've never heard of. It, it seems to cover the whole globe. I mean, it- it- there-, there are prophecies that-, that Lance said could even be about China. You know, uh, uh, the-, the land of Sinim, it says, that they shall come from Sinim. And, and-, and Lance became very excited about the, the, Jew- the Jewish community in China. And, and uh, it is amazing how they came from all corners of the earth and that there are, it, it is relevant. It's not just the fact of, oh, we are the domain <coughs> of Christendom mm-hmm. and there's another domain of, of Buddhism or some other, or the Aztecs. There's something all-encompassing about mm-hmm. the scriptures. So I th- I th- the fact that we are in, in Britain, in the British Isles, um, I think the Lord does want to speak to us. Mm. on On this subject well, it is very relevant to
1: our situation right now, especially post brexit,
0: mm.
1: because tarshish appears in end time prophecies mm. Um, mm. and in fact, there's one that um ezekiel thirty eight i've 've yeah. written a book about if i well, no, we don't the, mind flagging. The,
0: uh, <laughs> we don't mind product placement. For
1: the uh, imminent There's invasion, so few products to go around. The imminent invasion of Israel, because uh, this is, um, okay. you know, it's set after Ezekiel 37, yep. which is, you know, the famous passage of the the bones coming together and flesh yes. coming on the bones, and yep. it's all about the restoration of Israel having been scattered to the nations. Mm. And in this, in the setting of this restoration of Israel. Um, Is this Ezekiel 38 chapter Mm. which obviously is a very important event Mm. that it's a prophecy that hasn't been fulfilled and yet it gives in great detail an invasion from um, uh, Gog you know of the land Mm. of Magog Mm. which I believe is Russia Russia. and but also it's clear that Turkey and Iran and and it says many other nations are involved Mm. and they're going to invade the mountains of Israel Mm. Um, which I believe isn't Israel proper, but it's what we call the West Bank, it's the, the disputed area, yeah. to kind of, I, I'm guessing, to impose. But you believe it is future and it hasn't it it has hasn't Well, fulfilled. it hasn't been fulfilled, and I'm very much a literalist, you know, yeah. I take it, the Bible as plainly as, as possible. So, am I. so that has to be fulfilled. And then after this prophecy is the prophecy from chapter 40 onwards of the millennium, essentially. Mm. So what you've got is an event that's going, that's going to happen after Israel's regathered to the land, which has been fulfilled, mm. and they're occupying the mountains of Israel, mm. which is the occupied territory. Yeah. You know, yeah. The world calls the occupied territory. Yeah. And, but it's before the return of Christ. Mm. And so that's why I say it could happen any time.
2: And, and the, the political alignments are all there.
0: Yes, yes. So the most affect. interesting thing...
2: Yeah, I was going to say, for the first time ever, these three nations—Iran, Turkey, and Russia—are mm. all placed in Syria, yeah. in in, yes. in a in a in a That's third right. country, as it yeah, were.
0: Right. Exactly. So quite they're amazing. there. Yeah. Um, it, it I is, always found it amazing that you know that that Russia's termed the bear, and it talks about the you know the land of the north and Moscow being due north of Jerusalem. Yeah. It, it is quite profound. The, the other thing that is becoming aligned, you mentioned Brexit, is how close Britain and Israel, they, they are converging in, in many areas of technology and, um, you know, tr- training of intelligence and military. is a l- very close alignment, which um, actually hasn't... That, that, that there's been, of course, we're democratic nations, so there is this tendency to, to, to be in alliance, but... Uh, post-Brexit and with the, the vaccination programmes and the op- potential opening up of what they call the Green Corridor um, of travel between um, Britain and Israel is, and the fact that we're second on the list, I think, after Israel in terms of the level of vaccinations. Right. don't want to date this programme too much, but we're, we have a, a, um, our respect for Israel and its achievements as a nation, maybe not by the BBC, but as a nation, I think, has grown Mm. Considerably in recent years, and that's
1: what prophecy indicates.
0: Yeah, especially if Britain,
1: well, if Britain is Tashish, that is. Yes, um, because a lot end time certain end time prophecies only make sense if Britain is Tarshish Yeah, and and in particular, verse thirteen is the verse we want to look at of um, chapter of
0: chapter thirty eight because okay. it mentions the nations that. You don't mind, John, that we follow these. This script. So no. if, can you read it? Yes, and,
2: yeah. so this is Ezekiel 38 verse 13. Yeah. Sheba, Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish, and all their young lions will say to you, have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty, to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to take great plunder? Mm. So these nations object. To this yes. invasion,
1: they, they are not on the side of um, Russia, of know, host- uh, Iran, and so yeah. on. Uh, they're actually on the side of Israel, you, would, you might say. Mm. Um, and uh, it's a f- fascinating, most unlikely alliance going on here. Mm. There, there's so many things you could say, but some people could say all they, all they can do is, is, is say something. But actually, there's no chance to actually do anything. Because God himself says, this one's mine. Yeah. He rolls up his sleeve and he actually starts judging yeah. those invading armies. So there's no opportunity for them. But God actually records those people who are against this invasion. Yeah. And, and of course, what they're saying is, or you might be pretending to fix the, 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 the Palestinian situation but really you're doing it for your own economic gain is the mm. real reason you're, mm. you're, you're taking this action but it's interesting that for instance it's most unlikely because but let's just say this Tarshish if it's the United Kingdom of course the United Kingdom's always been symbolized by a lion and here it talks about Tarshish and her young lions so whoever Tarshish is it's a colonial power if you like that has lots of young lions that of course fits. Yeah. Now you could say, well, Spain is a colonial power. It had yeah. lots of young lines, mm. but but it's not a force today. Mm. You know. It's it, it if you put Spain in this prophecy, it would make no sense. It would be kind of sorry to it say it wouldn't make it, any sense today. It, a it would be irrelevant because Spain isn't a power, so yeah. it wouldn't wouldn't make sense.
0: But secondly, Spain is now part of the EU. Mm. And and thirdly, this, Spain historically was not really friendly towards Israel. I is suppose that, that it could that become too. so. That's right. And, 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 and Europe today is not friendly no, towards Israel. Exactly. And Tarshish,
1: you see, is uh, also considered as an independent nation. All right. Mm. And that's why I related it to Brexit, because yeah. the, the one reason why we had to come out of the EU is that God has a particular calling on us as a nation. Mm. And, and it's seen in the fact that we are described as Tarshish. Mm. And, and here, Tarshish, as a nation, combined with her young lions, mm. which I call the Tarshish nations, God is saying that he, in a sense, is, is they're on the right side of the issue. It is interesting to me as well that it's the Tarshish nations, which is like we talk about the Commonwealth and United States. All of these are, if you like, the young lions, younger nations that come out from are the the allied powers in the two world wars. So if you see that from continental Europe, the greatest threat has come forth, it was the Tarshish nations together that that God used to restrain that. And now it seems that there's going to be another arising, an evil arising, and God will in some way, whether it's just spiritual, but but the Tarshish nations are, are again united. So when we joined the EU, we we kind of cut the other Commonwealth nations yeah. loose somewhat yeah. to bind ourselves to Europe. That's it. But that wasn't God's purpose for us. God wanted wants us now to align more with the Tarshish nations. Great. So what we're
0: doing because, is we that's really given us some food for thought. But we can't go further down that road because it literally is is a whole. Um, it is. Um, prophecy Bible study, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we could we could spend a lot more time. Can I it, but it's mention, really good. Just make sh- sure. Shiba and Didan, yes Saudi Arabia. That's the yes. most unlikely
1: alliance, isn't it? It is unlikely. And that's exactly what we've which got it today. Is, yes. it Saudi, is, Saudi is Arabia and the Tarshish nations, yeah. America in particular, United Kingdom, ali- are aligned against you know Iran and yes. so, so forth. So, so things sh- are
2: sh- happening. Cheba and Dedan, Which one is Saudi? Well, it's basically I mean, is that part and of the, the world? Because you've got the Gulf States, yeah. haven't you, as well? So, yeah. It's essentially yes, Arabia. Okay. It's a grouping. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's very compelling. I, I think it's compelling, and I, you know, that we can talk uh, at length. I think about one, one what thing. the Lord said concerning Daniel. You know, the Lord Himself was asked, "What would be the signs?" He didn't say, "Oh, oh, let's just talk about you know, Jesus loves me, uh, this I know." He 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 went into great mm. detail. And there are parallels in Daniel with, this, with Ezekiel and what you're saying, yes. and um, uh, with this whole part of the world. Go on, I'll give you one more shot because I can see a lot you of papers can, there, and I don't want no, to. No, I, I don't d- want to completely literally shut Literally, I just want to but say one more thing. One more thing, just to give us hope. Because, yes, please. You know, we can
1: think well, there's a right mess going on right now. You know, That's we right. deserve to be judged, or yeah. you know, but. There is great hope because the, there are prophecies of Tarshish in the millennium, in particular, mm. and there's two in particular: Isaiah 60, yep. verse nine and ten, yep. and secondly, Psalm. Well, wait, let's read them. Shall let's we? read them. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, but if John reads them, then it gives you a little bit of yes. To drink no, absolutely.
1: Water. John, Isaiah 60, verse nine
2: and ten. Yep. Surely the coastland shall wait for me, capital M. And the ships of Tarshish will come first to bring your sons from afar, their silver and their gold with them, to the name of the Lord your God and to the Holy One of Israel, because he has glorified you. Mm. The sons of foreigners shall build up your walls and their king shall minister to you. For in my wrath I struck you, but in my favor... I have had mercy on you. Well, that's wonderful because it fits with what we were talking about Isn't last week. Just, yes.
0: That's, that's a very important principle in
1: the scriptures. The re-gathering of, it's talking about the regathering of Israel. Of course. Which is in two stages, actually. Yep. It, the first stage has already happened, but yep. when Christ comes, he'll complete the regathering of Israel yep. for the millennium. Yep. And here it indicates that Tarshish, A, will be a blessed nation in that it will be honored. By God, to be able to be part of mm. the blessing of Israel, and people have pointed out, of course, that there's a forerunning running fulfilment of this. That the United Kingdom, you yep. know, in, through the Christian influence, right. we were a big part of the original establishment of Israel,
2: uh,
0: qu- know, quite remarkably. So, nineteen forty seventeen, exactly. Exactly. So a couple of years ago, I was um, I was asked if I would chair the Balfour 100 Committee. Right. And we, um, what we did was we, our primary purpose was to establish the, the Christian influence. You know, obviously there's a lot of Jewish celebrations and celebrations in Israel. And we went to them, you know, as a group. We saw, you know, General Allenby uh, lookalikes walking around <laughs> and, and, and Lord Allenby, his, his, um, his descendant, was there. Um, but uh, what... What I find really interesting is that we should aspire to being a godly nation. Like what God planned for Israel, we we, we have hymns like, and was Jerusalem builded here? Which people think, oh, well, that's completely off the wall theologically. But I don't believe it is that far off that we want the godly, holy principles of Jerusalem in England's green and pleasant land. Mm. And that, that fires me up to be involved in all sorts of things. That we, we, we don't want this whole thousand years of Judeo-Christian influence in our culture just to be swept aside. No. That was my strong feeling yes. about yeah. the EU. That I don't want to replace, of course we've got mythology yeah. in Britannia and, and, and the like, um, which, which is pagan, but um, we also have a wonderful heritage from Alfred the Great I don't want to just let that be subsumed into some Greek mythology about Europa and Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. don't want it. And I just keep saying it, even well, though people at, in the secular world think we're crackers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the, and, and I believe God does have his hand on this nation. And God did use us, you know, in times past through the Christian influence, particularly in to way. bless Israel. Yeah. What happened, of course, as you know, that in the, during the, the later times, then we we forsook our promises to Israel, mm. and of course that brought us under a judgment, yeah. mm. uh, or a divine discipline, if you mm. like. And, and I know we're not Israel, but you know often God might work in a parallel way. And one of the I things so. that, that one of the cycles of discipline in Leviticus mm. is that if you sin and you stubbornly sin, you you will you will lose your power as a nation. You'll lose your sovereignty. Mm. And of course, we lost empire. Yes, yeah, right. Of course, maybe that was going to happen, but it happened yeah. supernaturally quickly. <laughs> put it that way. Uh, and then, secondly, more than that, we actually lost our sovereignty. We so, were yeah. well on the way of becoming what's humiliating by wasn't another it, as thing. a
0: nation that was were, were, before before we reneged on the Balfour the principles of the Balfour Declaration, and, and especially mm. our, you know after the, the war, didn't even allow them to. Mm. Those who had been through the concentration camps didn't really even allow them to, in any numbers, return to Israel, as promised. Yeah, um, we, we yeah, it was a rapid decline. Mm. You yes. can argue it, it you know, yes. socio-economically, but we, we did decline rapid, rapidly. Rapid. So on the one
2: hand, you've got God's judgment coming to pass <clears throat> on the nation. We who once ruled the waves, and mm. we really did. I mean, the mm. Royal Navy was responsible for our empire, mm. and, and we ruled you know, good and bad, um, and, and it just disappeared. And you can see this is God's judgment, mm. but it being the instrument was the, 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 the Satanization, if I can create mm. a word, of, of our, the way we're governed. Mm-hmm. And and the willingness of of our politicians to give away our sovereignty in the face of the will of the people, and That's we right. saw that being fought to a bitter end over Brexit. Mm-hmm. That's um, That's that that and and the the willingness to lie and deceive. I mean, That's I'm fine. appalled, absolutely appalled
0: mm-hmm. at the way our men and women. I mean, politicians generally, you know, can be. Fast and loose with with you know the truth. Yeah. And uh, and that, and that and 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 it's
2: always been so. But,
1: but if you would have said like ten years ago, even or twenty, no, ten years ago that Brexit would have happened. Yes, they think you were crazy. Yes, yes. Work. yes. You know, but I believe it was the hand of God. Oh, without doubt. In other words, it's a sign to me.
2: Now, this is the problem that God's we have, hand. by the way, because we all agree with each other. <laughs> no, but you just have to look no, at no, forget, Forget it. forget whether you're for Brexit or against it. It's happened, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but we all but agree it with did each look other. But the fact that flood, that f- downpour came in in, the, in London at exactly the time to stop people going out to, the ve- to vote, switched it. <laughs> <laughs> if they'd gone out, we'd have lost it. But mm, God it's, caused it's, a downpour. It's... He caused people to say, actually, I don't fancy it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we will, we will well, it see. It means
1: that God's hand of blessing is back on the nation. Yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. saying we deserve it. No, But God, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Yes, yes. And and God has a plan and a purpose and a destiny for this nation. Mm. We fulfilled it in part, <clears throat> you know, with the gospel, with blessing Israel. We bu- We blew it. Mm. But the very fact that God has caused Brexit to happen, mm. against all the odds, mm. to me is a sign that God is re-establishing Tarshish as a nation as is in the prophecies and that therefore God intends to carry out his purpose through Tarshish so that gives us grounds for hope that's right and it is not
0: as though the battle is completely over no no there's all sorts of rear guards going on and um, there is Perhaps very so. much the temptation to go back to Egypt and all of that, um, but I, I think. But yeah, sometimes I mean, we can get moral, very
1: pessimistic as Christians, and we're so aware of all the negatives. That's right. But you know that we need to have some hope that, yeah. that God has not finished with us, and that God w- will use us. And and can I just have what the last scripture, which yeah. is Psalm yes. oh, yeah, Psalm seventy two. 10 and 11 and this shows that Tarshish is a blessed nation in, in, the, in the millennium so
2: What's um, the scripture again? This is inc- very exciting stuff, okay. so, Psalm 72
0: Yeah. I'm just trying to 10. think what will we do, verse what will 10. we talk about after Tarshish, yeah. that's what I'm thinking <laughs> The
2: kings of Tarshish and of the Isles will bring presents The kings of Sheba and Seba will offer gifts. Yes, all kings shall fall down before him. And that's Jesus they're talking about. Mm. Yes, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him.
1: So that's grounds for hope, you see, that that there's a blessing for Tarshish. Mm. Because some nations, as you know, Christ, when he returns, he's going to judge the nations He'll judge individuals between the sheep and the goats, but he'll also judge between the sheep nations and the goat nations, and Mm. there are scriptures on that too, as to which nations will be more blessed than others. Some nations will cease to exist because of their treatment of Israel in particular. Mm. Some nations will exist like Egypt, but be under a certain discipline. Other nations will be blessed. So there's grounds for hope that in whatever time we have left, Mm. God does want to use Tarshish Mm. God has a purpose for Tarshish. Yeah. And, and, and so, that, and we are not, we had to be set apart from Europe.
0: Yeah. Now, so the remarkable purpose. thing is this, while we're on the subject of our heritage, is it has been a bumpy ride. Um, and uh, you know, the, the Fox's Book of the Martyrs comes to mind. You know, the, those that have stood for God's word, but they're all part of the sort of warp and weft of our whole culture, but um, we've had freedom of preaching on the streets but then we had john bunyan put in prison and now we still apparently still have freedom of speech but preachers quite gen- gentle mannered preachers on mm. the streets are being arrested uh, so that there is a tension uh, there's a spiritual battle that's ongoing you know we had the time of the georgians which was totally decadent you couldn't say that we were in any way a blessed nation but god seems to have held us by his grace, from just total, just falling into a pit of corruption and decadence. And I I still believe there's there's grounds (coughs) for optimism that we can reclaim our culture. Yes, and things
2: we don't understand. You know how he says in... Romans eleven is I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and there's no qualification for that except the Lord will have mercy on whom He will have mercy. You can't earn it. You can't do anything. And, and and if we are part of His plan, and you know these scriptures are quite compelling, not conclusive, as I say, but quite compelling.
0: Then it's huge ground. And I have to say also, our royal family. I, you know, whatever <coughs> folks do personally, and we we all fail and make mistakes and make poor judgments, but in the Constitution, it's written very clearly to uphold the, the laws of God yes. and yeah, the true profession yes, yes. Of, of the Protestant faith. And, and that's basically our, our stable, that yes. we're in this stable. It's just that we've been become alienated because politics has moved away from the Constitution. But our, okay. as it were, unwritten Constitution is quite the, strong. In the sight of God... In the sight of God, the promises beli- are still made, a believing yes. queen.
2: and the promises are eternal. They don't fade away because the people break their promises. In the eyes of God, these are eternal oaths, and they be made, and He yeah. honors them. Yeah. So you made this pledge to yeah. me. I'm, I'm speaking off the top of my head here. Mm-hmm. No, it's just good. how I'm feeling. You know, you made this pledge to me. I heard at the time you meant it, and I'm going to honor that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there have been a
0: load of rogues since doesn't alter that I will keep my mm. obligation there's been some milestones so uh, yeah you know when cromwell invited the jews back that was quite yes, significant yeah. i mean it's a terrible chapter the dark ages before mm. where they were banished by simon de montfort onwards mm. um, but but it's very significant and there's been an ongoing jewish community in various parts of the uk but there's a lot of still a lot of anti-semitism out mm. there it's mm. incredible how mm. and in the church so there's still Things that need yeah. to be sorted out. Oh, yeah. Uh, did, did Jonah ever get to Tarshish? He didn't? No,
2: no.
1: I don't think he got out of the Mediterranean, as no. best I can tell. No. Because we know that the fish, or whatever it was, um, well, it, 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 it had three days and three nights to get to where it was going. Yeah. I, I think he was taking him back to Joppa, myself. Yep. But, um, however, it might have been a very fast, Fish yeah. or whale, yeah. but um, I don't. I think it's and and there are large, for instance, sperm whales operate in the Mediterranean. Mm. So I don't think he got anywhere near Tashish actually. No, because no. God sent that storm and it uh, no. uh, never got he never got there. But um, the travel agent that he he looked at told him, you know, um, go to Tarshish, you'll have a whale of a
2: time.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> definitely had that. Yeah. Definitely had that. Yeah. Um yeah, okay, so this is definitely our Tarshish um, Bible study. We've got about ten, ten minutes left. Um, I, I think I think it is it is important for a nation to to take a, to take stock as it were, and see, because we've become very divided as a nation, you know, and it, Europe is part of it, but also um different philosophies different religions and and a sort of a growing atheistic militant atheism has grown so you know us sitting here in 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 this point in in history we have we have quite a task to to reclaim our schools to to reclaim our churches believe it or not uh, and to to get the gospel preached again Mm -hmm. and and to preach um judgment again and repentance because that we, we we've sort of back. I'm saying collectively we've backpedalled on on things to try and fit in, and um, it hasn't helped anyone. Anyway. I I I believe
2: that the hand of God will intervene again here. You know, the, the prophecy in Joel about pouring out His uh, spirit on all flesh ha- was fulfilled in part at Pentecost, but it has not been fulfilled in its in its fullness of what that. And I believe this will come as in the same way that the Lord said, I will never flood the earth again, Mm. he will will respond in a different way to the wickedness in all men and Mm. pour out his spirit. Mm. This really will be the last chance saloon, but he will pour out his spirit. So those whom he called before the foundation of the world, those he has predestined, will turn Mm. and they will be in such numbers that the, the 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 nations will have to follow uh, to an extent because the ungodly will always remain ungodly and they'll always fight the people of god because that's what has always happened mm. but we will now be we will then walk as sons of god because this outpouring will be will be like nothing we've ever seen yeah. mm. and it'll be the equivalent of the flood but it'll be the spirit yeah. and the nations will respond the people
0: will respond so, so, that's so still to be fulfilled that's it Yes, it is. Um, So in these last few minutes, I'm conscious of the fact that we have folks watching who don't know the Lord at all. Mm. And somehow we've got to convey how shall they hear unless there's the preacher. So we have said we've got to preach um, judgment. Um, And of course, in Jonah, we're going to get onto onto that, what Jonah did eventually um, convey his, his message to folks. But how from from this passage just just say that um some faithful viewers who don't even know the lord i have, have thought oh, i'm interested in this um where where do we take them at the end of this bible study what what message do we want to give um and it can be a message about the scriptures as a whole but what 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 can we give to folks watching now
1: well we it's actually a quote from later in yeah. jonah where he says salvation is of the lord mm. and and really our message really is, man cannot save himself. You can't save yourself. However, you, know, you're, you might be aware that God seems a long way away or, or whatever, and that your life is in a mess. But there is only one, one answer, mm. one, one place to go. Salvation is of the Lord. Only God mm. can save you. Mm. And the, the great good news is that God loves you so much that actually he became a man in the person of Jesus Christ to save you. Yeah. And more than that, he he took all your sin, everything that is in the way of you becoming connected and, and one with God again, uh, he took all your sin on the cross and he paid the price in full for you to be forgiven, mm. to have eternal life. And mm. the, this is the central message of the Bible, you might yeah, say. That's right. And it says, you know, all who believe in him who trust in him Mm. who give their hearts to him will not perish Mm. but have eternal life yes there is a warning if you refuse the offer it's like sin is this deadly disease if you like a a deadly virus Mm. and there is only one cure and that's to come to jesus and give your heart to him Mm. and and he will save you and he will give you a wonderful new life. But you have to personally come and receive him for yourself. You can't just say, well, I, I grew up in church, I'll be fine. Mm. You, you have to come to him, and you have to say, Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. I, I put my trust in you. I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. And the Bible says you then pass
0: from death to life. That's right. Praise so, so I, I am concerned for people who attend church and don't know the Lord, but church attendance is going down so far. Um, Rev, Revelation TV is a, is a very important mm. vehicle to get the message across to people who, uh, we are living in you know, Nineveh or, or ancient Tarshish. You know, we, we are living in a, in a godless age mm. where people, you, they look at the statistics, they don't know in school. They're, deliberately not taught, no, taught. Um, about and, and, God. In no, you know, and history has been rewritten as well as yeah. part of the. Uh, so it's a challenge for someone who's completely unscripted, un, illiterate, biblically yeah. illiterate. So even, even that message of the gospel, it, 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 you need to have an audience, you need, someone needs, needs to sit down and listen carefully what, what is being said yes. that, that, you know, about the nature of God and the nature of, yeah. of man. Yeah. Often one one objection
2: uh, raised to the the, the, the the message that Derek just gave is yes, but you don't know what I've done. People yeah. believe they've ju- what they have done is unforgivable, mm. and the answer to that is it isn't. Yeah. The Lord knows exactly what you've done. Yeah. He knows exactly what we've all done, mm. and He's made a way. He's taken the price for that. He's paid the wages of that sin. Yeah. He's paid it.
0: Yeah, mm. I, I, I find don't let it, it hold you back. Is, it, it, if you come out of the secular materialistic mindset and then uh, and consider, you know, uh, right and wrong and then the fact that Adam and Eve and their offspring turned away from God, mm. they, they did not want to retain the knowledge of God. And it got into, as you said, some really brutal, dark times um, through, through the history of humanity. What, how does God break back in? And it, it's, he breaks back in through the scriptures, through the message of mm. salvation. But, but it takes time, not because God um, needs time. We need time, as it were, to assimilate the message that, that's spoken, that's distorted by the enemy of God, that uh, then uh, needs to be written down so it can be proved. And that's Prophecy—it's written down. We can prove God's word um, through prophecy, um, and then uh, you know, w- wake up as it were, conscience again, and hopefully, wake, wake up a nation's conscience again. But I do—I do see it as quite, quite a battleground. If you do watch, I know John says, "Oh no, I don't, I don't watch the BBC." But if you do watch, the sort of the the culture of our the prevailing culture, you see that it, it's. In human terms, it seems really difficult mm. to break to break back when there's been this total rejection of of the Christian message. We're in the last minute, and I don't normally sum up too early, but um, I, I thank you very much, Derek, for that that insight. We nearly became a Q and A we just wrenched <laughs> it back um, to to being a Bible study, but um, I think that we will definitely come back to the the end times prophecies because they're they're sort of shouting at us you know in many in many ways in what's happening around us today. Thank you very much for watching. We look forward to being with you again next week as we study Jonah.